we're just going to let it rip instead of just being, you know, giving test runs and stuff. Um, all right, so Absolute Strength Gym Podcast. I'm here with my friend Dan Davidson. Say hello, Dan. What's up, everybody? Dan is uh, quite the colorful character here. Um, he's a pretty big part of our gym. He's always here getting after it, uh, leading by example, and uh, pretty much a really good influence in and around the gym. So, uh, sorry, whacking the mic there. Um, just want to hear some of his insights on uh, life, fitness, and uh, things that are important to him because I think uh, everybody has their own unique perspective, and I think Dan's is uh, one of the most unique um, that I know personally. So, uh Tell us a little about yourself, Dan. Uh, yeah, my name's Danny. I am, uh, oh, thank you. Really? <laughs> uh, 33 years old, and uh, I'd say um, I'm blessed and fortunate every day to have incredible friends, uh, incredible family, and a uh, great support group, uh, incredible community here at the gym, which is important. And um, I'm also fortunate to uh, hang out with some special people, uh, outside of work outside of my friends whether it's doing some like uh volunteer work and whatnot and um tell us a little more about the volunteer work i think that's a big part of i'm very uh, fortunate to volunteer at a children's hospital and uh because of uh some laws i don't want to you know talk about which hospital but okay, it's a yeah, local sure. hospital to uh, long branch and i would say that uh the uh not only the nurses there that work extra hard around the clock the doctors but um the children there and their their families uh they've done way more for me than I could have ever done for them and that's uh, definitely one thing that I take away and encourage a lot of people obviously um, not everybody can give time some people you know are fortunate enough to uh, be able to give some money to help fund research and and, uh, some activities for the kids to do whether it's TV board games arts and crafts video games but uh, if you do have even one day a month to to get to your local children's hospital and just sit bedside with some some of these kids and hear their stories they range from days old unfortunately mm-hmm. uh to where i'm at up to like 23 and uh they they have incredible perspective on a lot of things I um, bet. yeah yeah uh so that's uh it's definitely uh pretty powerful how much more rewarding do you think it is actually volunteering other than like donating because it's you know that that passive kind of not activism is the wrong word but passive uh I think it, it is, like I said, it, it one hand washes the other, mm-hmm. and they both yeah. wash your face. So it is important that we do have funding, like I said, so that you can do different things. While it's great to talk to these kids, they do like to have a bit of normalcy throughout their day, and teenagers do play video games. So we're fortunate to have people that donate money so that we can have an Xbox and a PlayStation. Sure. At the same time, you know, we have a couple playrooms there where the uh, kids are able to walk to and, and do arts and crafts and or play video um, board games and, and read and watch TV in, in a group and whatnot. So um, it, it's definitely, I think it's wherever situation you're in. Obviously, mm-hmm. a lot of people work, uh, you know, they, or they have families that they have to come home to and, and to even give whatever you can a month. Money-wise is great because it all goes towards something. Mm-hmm. And then uh, this is where I'm at right now, where I'm fortunate. I am able to to be present there and, and someday I might not be able to and then hopefully you know, I'll transition over to, you know, maybe oh, donating money instead. Gotcha. Yeah, gotcha. so. Okay. Uh, outside of that, I'm, I'm, I'm fortunate to also uh, hang out at an incredible uh, animal shelter, Rescue Ridge, and um, uh, the, what the volunteers there do for some of those pups and dogs and everything and cats. And uh, actually, we even have a location with some uh, other animals. Uh, it's pretty uh, pretty special, the amount of hard work that they do day in and day out, uh, bringing dogs in, uh, loving them, 
rehabilitating them if they do have some sort of if they did have a rough past mm -hmm. and uh those dogs definitely put a uh a lot in perspective all right we got to pause for a sec because somebody forgot something here at the gym all right we're back that was quick uh somebody forgot the phone and jacket uh back to what you were talking about rescue ridge uh the animal shelter that you're volunteering these at. um in in many ways similar to these kids but different uh differently uh some of these dogs unfortunately have lived some rough lives and they're not even a year old yeah. But the love that they show can teach us something that, you know, no matter how hurt, no matter how deep your scars can be, mm -hmm. you know, it's the power of forgiveness is something that's still have the capacity to love, yeah, even to love and, yeah. and to, to grow and to nurture. It's it is something special seeing some of these dogs. Some of them will come to us with, you know, maybe, uh, you know, three legs and still happy happier, as a clam, happy yeah. as anything, hopping around, it's smiling amazing. all day long and. You know, like I said, the volunteers there are, are the dogs are incredible, but the, the main volunteers are there pretty much every day because um, I'm not able to get there as often as I'd like. I want to mm -hmm. get there more, but they, the people that are there every day are, are special as well. And, you know, it just goes to show you that, unfortunately, some of these dogs came to us for various reasons. Sometimes it might just be their loved one passed away. Sure. Uh, but sometimes they did have a rough upbringing. Um, but you know we do our best to love them all and try and get them to a new family are you seeing uh, a little less of that dog abuse stuff going now that these new laws are passed you feel like there's it's a little bit more I, I, I feel like society as a whole is frowning upon that so much um that you're hearing less about it is that is that accurate is that something you, you would assume i i don't want to say the way because i'm i'm personally not sure i do know no. that we do um recently we have been uh, pulling some dogs from other shelters mm -hmm. and uh Again, like some of the volunteers there are great at rehabilitating these dogs. We mm -hmm. have like a couple from Philadelphia and they are definitely, um, they they definitely require a lot of love and they get it. They're not loved any less. Mm -hmm. It's just, you have to be a little more patient uh, with them. So we do have a couple from Philly and a couple from like Trenton right now. Okay. Um, we, we've pulled a couple from Newark. And um, again, it's, those are, those cities have a lot of greatness to them but unfortunately some of these dogs had a rough up upbringing in those yeah. cities but their upbringing doesn't define that city or anything like that no that's that's uh that's accurate i, I would agree <coughs> all right so what's your story what, i mean you athlete what's uh give us the rundown us uh the, so uh i guess out of high school i wanted to try something new so i was fortunate to uh go to University of Maryland and uh, walk on and play football just for one year. I didn't actually play. I was on the practice squad. Okay. Uh, never got any playing time. Uh, I was only there for one year. Um, needed to uh, focus on my academics and grades a little bit more. So okay. uh, <laughs> it's, it's easy to not focus on that in college, <laughs> that's for sure. So that was, uh, that was my downfall. And, um, but it, it was a great experience. Um, uh, just being on the practice squad and, and seeing that caliber of athlete for that time. Uh, right, right. You know, growing up in New Jersey, obviously there are some incredible athletes here, um, but it's a whole another jump when you get to that level. And then even seeing some of the NFL stars come back and explaining the jump from college to the NFL yeah, is, uh, yeah, it's even drastic. more even more incredible. Yeah. Um, and then from there, uh, I was fortunate to. Uh, uh, I had applied for the NYPD, and um, it took me almost four years to get a call for that and it also done fdny uh, really i would think that they'd be wanting they know i i mean i guess there's a lot of people who want to get in those positions at the time they yeah. weren't hiring 
kind of like it, it was a little bit of a downtime for hiring okay. and even FDNY went through a long phase where they this is after hiring. like Giuliani had hired all these uh yeah I had taken the test in uh, 2008 and I didn't even get on until 2011 wow okay so it was it was over three years wow um pause that th thought or keep talking to me I didn't <laughs> Um, so that was over uh, three years, and that was an <laughs> that was an incredible experience right out of the uh, academy. I was assigned to uh, a precinct in uh, Brooklyn North Transit, okay. and um, but my first real assignment was uh, New Year's Eve. Oh, detail. geez, how first, was that? It was great. It was a it was a twenty one hour shift, and um, it was definitely an experience. That was uh, your, that was your first. That was my first major assignment. I'd worked a couple wow. days like on the trains, but that was my first major assignment. And where I was detailed, I was actually standing next to Ryan Seacrest. And, uh, oh, okay. So you got a good detail. Uh, you Jenna were... McCarthy the, okay. the, the whole time. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I even uh, got to uh, meet Lady Gaga and uh, escort her to her uh, vehicle for her to uh, leave huh. after, she, pretty... after she performed. Now, how did somebody who just started get that detail? Was just, that, just so was happened it, to be the Was that luck just, of the draw? Yeah, or? they were just like, you're going to stand here for, uh, for until we tell you to leave, and that's wow. it. And it just so happened I started at 10 in the morning and didn't leave until like uh, yeah, like 7 the next morning. Did you go to the bathroom at all? Like, yeah, yeah you, get, you get plenty of breaks, and there's okay. porta potties all over. All right, because yeah. I always wondered that with the, that Times Square <laughs> shit in uh, New Year's Eve. like, it's you would never, you wouldn't catch me dead out there. Yeah, yeah, it's it's actually um, it's DSNY. They're the real heroes, and obviously NYP. They do a great job, but the amount of filth afterwards. Oh, it's gonna be crazy. Diapers man. and everything. It's it's not just from babies. It's from adults wearing them to. No way. Yeah, because they they can't. I don't know how it is now, but they can't. You can't move in there, right? Well, You're like you corralled like you can't goats. Have, like, a lot of porta potties in there because if it's inclement weather, people are just going to go in there, stay in there. Who knows what they're doing? Yeah, you know, and again, yeah. like MIPD does a good job trying to screen everybody, but you can't have porta potties in there. So everybody's pretty much just, you know, releasing themselves on the street in the middle of Times Square. It's so gnarly. <laughs> it's so gnarly. <laughs> and then, sure enough, right, right when it's over, DSNY is busting their ass. And a few hours later, it looks like you, you wouldn't even know that without some confetti on the sidewalk, yeah. you wouldn't even know that, that they're just. They must have some, some really good uh, pressure washers that they <laughs> use, man. Jeez, that's gross. But uh, all right, so that's, uh, that was your first real assignment in your nypd yep okay and, and then like i said for uh, i was there for uh just under two years and um it was an incredible experience where i, I worked on the trains so yeah. it wasn't in like a, a at the precincts level mm -hmm. um and uh, it was definitely unique because obviously mass transit's a huge thing so it, it added a whole nother level of interacting with just the amount of people you're just seeing the amount of people like, yeah, yeah. it's like I, I think it's something like like over I forget, but it's definitely over a couple million every day that at least swipe the card and use the trains. And uh, it was definitely a unique uh, experience from not like, you know, walking the beat or driving a car. We had to ride on trains every day. So if something happened a few stations over, yeah. we couldn't run. We had to get on the train, but then you have to wait for a train to come. And then really? the train's still stopping at every stop. So you, so there's no way for like you. It's not like you're just beaming it straight there to help well, somebody. Oh, yeah, that makes sense. Well. Or if you're in trouble, you have you might have to wait 10 or 12 minutes till somebody could. Or you know, dispatch would try and go out to what we would call topside, like a local precinct and say, hey, the, lo the closest help is a few stations away. Can you get over there? Gotcha. So it was a unique experience for That's sure. That's really interesting. Yeah, it's got to be a, add a little level of uh, uncertainty sure. to what's going on there for sure. For sure. Yeah. Huh. So, so after that, you came into Jersey? Uh, so after that, yeah, I was fortunate to um, – uh, I had taken some tests along the way, FDNY and um, – uh, 
department in New Jersey, and um, I was able to come home, and um, that uh, that experience through that uh, academy was definitely uh, an extremely interesting one. Um, don't want to say who it's with, but it's definitely uh, it was an incredible experience. Mm -hmm. It was definitely uh, it was worth it. It had a, a lot more perspective on things, and uh, it was a stay away academy. Okay, and. Um, yeah, I had a uh, a great time. Formed a lot of unique bonds because we did. Unlike NYPD, NYPD was like eight hour shifts, and right. you kind of left at the end of your shift. It just depended whether you were day shift or night shift. So you always went home every day. But for that the, was in the academy. That was for NYPD. Okay. But for New Jersey, you know, we would stay there, you know, Monday through Friday. Okay. And then leave Friday late. Um, so, so, so they they, they had your ass. Good, yeah. Yeah. There was no. <laughs> you definitely formed some good uh, unique bonds and. Um, you know, definitely went through some some good stuff that I was actually impressed with, being that it was you know law enforcement. Mm -hmm. Obviously, coming from my experience in NYPD, this was tenfold. Okay, that. wow. So, uh, Jersey that, representing, <laughs> <laughs> like it. And then um, after that, I uh, <clears throat> I guess uh, I'd always wanted to uh, you know join the military. I always wanted to. Uh, I had this you know belief that that is you know you're calling to serve, yeah to and um i recognized that uh, a lot of other people men and women had made incredible sacrifices for my family my parents to work really hard to provide a good living for me and um i just remember being at work one day and just watching the news and i just had like this this feeling i was like wow i'm just i'm sick and tired of like not doing this that i should have done okay i felt that i should have done years ago so you okay you had like a um a want at some point and it just mm -hmm. been it's just been burning ever it's, since it's just been building up yeah. and um i basically said like, i have to do this it's pretty much now or never yeah i think I'm, I'm pretty sure i remember having a conversation with you about that it was pretty uh you were just tunnel vision on it which is awesome pretty much and i i, I it, it, I'm not saying I, I love what I do being in law enforcement, but mm -hmm. I feel like that kind of masked it because you... It's a similar well, vein, I guess, but it not the... It's similar, but yeah. I think that um, I love the law enforcement field, but I feel like some of the biggest impacts I've had in law enforcement were going into schools in uniform gotcha. or going to the children's hospital in uniform and, and you know talking to these kids and showing a level of that I'm a human as well, not just some robot. Right. So I don't want to say that we don't do great things out right. on the road or, or working hard. But, but the, yeah, but, but usually when you're, interac you're interacting with somebody on the road, it's because mm -hmm. they're messed up, they did something stupid, and you're, you're sure. pulling them over telling yeah. them to stop That's doing that. That's why I say everybody loves a firefighter because right. when, nine times out yeah. of ten, when, I, when uh, some sort of law enforcement shows up on the scene, it's, it's probably not a good reason. Right, yeah. and you're like, oh, shit, what did I do wrong? I mean, I don't know what it is. I think we all have this little thing when we drive by a, um, a cop on the road or something like, shit, and my seatbelt on and that kind of thing. It's a, it's a good thing, but uh, I definitely can see that being frustrated, being in law enforcement and, and seeing people like tighten up around you yeah. and, not, and not be like relaxed, right? <laughs> I actually never thought about that either. Yeah, That's interesting, yeah. <laughs> um, but, uh, yeah, and I, I think, too, when you watch TV, sometimes you have this idea of, like, you know, you're always going to go after, like, a bad guy mm -hmm. or whatever, and, and in a lot of ways that's not – there are units for that. Right. And, and once in a while you do come across some of these people, but day in and day out you you literally are trying to serve people. So it's not – and it's it's a ton of paperwork, too. Which, so you're like, <laughs> is, is this really worth it going after this guy? Like, yeah. So like, like I said, in in the end, I almost feel like doing some of these other 
you know, with NYPD or coming home to New Jersey was just masking kind of what I really did want to do. Gotcha. And, and eventually it just folded over. I was like, I just have to do it or else for the rest of my life, it's going to loom over me. Which is, um, I think, uh, most people have something that they have that itch and they don't scratch it at all. And it's, I think that just shows a lot of balls to just be like, you know, I'm doing it. This is something I've been wanting to do. I'm going to go for it. Um, you guys are listening to this. If you have something you want to do, you should pull the trigger. Basically. Yeah. And uh, the, the, the way I try to explain it to people is, you know, even if you're like, let's say 30 or 32 years old and you don't have the degree or the job you want and you're like, oh, that's for me to do that. It's going to take me four years. Right. I'm just I would tell you, well, you're going to be 34 someday. You might as well be 34 doing what you want to do. Yep. You know, oh, that's that's going to take so much money. Well, is that. 60,000 to go back to, if you can afford it, obviously we're all in different oh, situations, sure, sure. but is, is 60,000 not worth you being happy, you know? And the fact that, again, you're going to be 34, you're going to be 37, you're going to be 25 someday. Hopefully. <laughs> <laughs> so, so if you're, if you're, if you, you know, if you're going to be 25 someday, it might as well be 25 doing what you love or want to do, you know? So or at least testing it out, right? I mean, I think a lot of people do stuff and they just test the waters and yeah, maybe it's not for me. But and there's nothing wrong with that. No, I think, I some think that's awesome. I think some people will try and almost put people down for trying new things, and they'll say, why don't you just make up your mind already? And right. I would tell those people, no, keep doing right. different things. Keep living. Keep, keep doing what you want to do because that person that's telling you to make up their mind yeah. is jealous that because their mind is set that they'll never push themselves for something else that they're trying to make you be in their 100%. same company. I mean, I feel like we all know people that you might grow up with and they're still doing the same shit. And you're like, how do you day in, day out, continue doing the same thing? And sometimes it's uh, it's just where they want to be too, you know? And then they, they criticize you for bouncing around and doing different things. And I guess everybody's different that way. Um, I mean, I think there's a balance too. You know, people will say like, you know, make up your mind, do this. But there's also a balance between, you know, being happy and content. Now, mm. I don't want to say settling. The, the, the words kind of might have some intertwining yeah, meaning. Sure. So, but um, like I said, experience, get out there, do what you want to do, but also recognize that, you know, there's, there's like beauty right in front of you. Be present in the moment at the yeah, same yeah, time. Yeah, I think so, that's, uh, that's one of the hardest things to do in my opinion. So I have a balance that you are going to be a certain age, you are going to be somewhere someday, mm -hmm. but don't lose sight of the present moment. And that was something that I definitely got caught in and okay. not seeing the beauty right in front of me and, and now i am a lot more a lot more aware present. yeah so well I, you're that's the, i've for how long i've known you you definitely have i've seen that come to fruition for sure mm -hmm. you know and it's uh it's 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 cool to see um you know just somebody just continue to grow and just and just expand their it's, it's almost like t you were not tunnel vision but your your, your vision was a certain with now it's just so much wider you mm -hmm. can see it just in the way you look at things and the way you talk about things so it's really cool to be to at least be able to see that from my perspective and not saying you were narrow-minded at all but i appreciate just that so much more open now like to be honest yeah. you can say that i, I was yeah. i had my set of ways and yeah. again i a lot of it is my doing to myself but i um grew up in a family structure where it was this 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 and right, this right. and it's not it's not my parents fault it's just that's how True. i didn't think outside the box when mm -hmm. I was like oh this is what I was told this is what I was told this is what I was told yeah. and then like I said when I when I joined the NYPD I was like wow you know this, there's a lot more out there there's a, there's a lot out here I yeah. saw people working 80 plus hours a week that couldn't even survive that yeah. were struggling to yeah. survive 80 plus hours a week I saw 
you go into you know sometimes you you know even though i was in transit you know you'll go into these housing complexes and whatnot and you go in and you'll you'll see a housing complex it's it's, it's not like an apartment right in in, in on the jersey shore it's it's mm-hmm. it's borderline like a 15 by 15 housing complex you know room yeah and you know i was like wow so that opened my mind to that and then you know coming home to new jersey working in south jersey uh down in like ocean county some of those townships you'll walk into some of these um homes and and it's it's literally a dirt floor there's no like floor it's a dirt floor and i was just like wow like this is this is right here in my backyard miles from where i i grew up and these these you know and then when i left for the military that was a whole nother level Mm. of perspective because um, you're down in Carolina. That's different down there too, right? So originally down in uh, Fort Benning, Georgia, mm-hmm. and uh, going through basic training. Oh, Georgia, I'm sorry. Yeah, going through basic training, um, and then airborne school, interacting with some of these um, people from all over the world, uh, uh, whether it's right here, overseas, mm-hmm. um, all walks of life, all different perspectives. People coming from. You know, you had people with doctorates. You had people with, you know, fresh out of high school. You had people that left high school and, you know, joined. Right, then right. you had people with just a four-year degree, people with careers, people with families, single people, people that maybe lost it all and this was their only way out. You had recovering addicts. You had, you, And then you, but for, in the end, for the most part, you just had everybody that loved this country and, mm. and wanted to do something to, to give back. So that, that was it for all these walks of life. Right. They all shared that one all common thread. Yeah. And and then that, that 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 was something that was very special. But yeah. leaving for the military was definitely an eye opener. Seeing, you know, well, you were probably one of the older guys in in uh, in, in like basic training, right? Yeah, in basic training, I think I think there might have been like I was definitely top five. Yeah. There, there there were a few. Um, I mean, and, and I'm sure some of the crews would talk shit to you being old, but you weren't even like really old at that point, right? Like, <laughs> <laughs> um, I I think being older had its pros, but I also. Um, it learned it teached me how to become a better leader because you know some 17 18 year old kid they have their own perspective i'm mm-hmm. not they have their unique experience i have mine yeah they're and, very narrow perspective because they haven't lived long enough right but i can't you, you can't just say you know do this and right. they say why well because it's going to be you know sometimes giving an answer and explaining is a good thing or mm-hmm. um like i said you know I remember when I was 17, I was definitely hard-headed again with that narrow mindset. Mm-hmm. So, you know, when you say, hey, we got to do this, and if they, they don't want to, you have to find a way to inspire them sure. to do it and say, hey, it's for the better cause. I, I don't want to do it either, right. but I'm out here, and we have to get this done, so let's just get it done right. together, and let's just kind of joke and, and smile along the way and make the best of it because mm-hmm. if we're going to be out here 10 hours or 20 hours, so we might as well make it 10 and we might as well just get done. Yeah, I, I definitely agree. I've had some shit jobs over my life and uh, I always try to make them fun just because it's it makes it, you know, that much easier to deal with it. I mean, if you're doing shoveling shit, you can have a fun time shoveling shit. You know, you don't necessarily have to be miserable doing it, right? And, and to a point that you just brought up uh, during class an hour ago, uh, Victor Frankel, yeah. obviously his his perspective and all those men and women in that situation, you know, just for him or all of them, but from his perspective to just take 30 seconds yeah, it's and, and, you know, put a shovel down or whatever, just look up at the sunset and just breathe, uh, let that cold air come into his mind, and then to lo- watch the sunrise. Is- I would love to be able to think that I could do that in, in that scenario, but I think the only way you could do it is, be, is being put in that scenario because it's easy to say, oh, yeah, I'd be like that too, but, I mean, 
that's just just mm-hmm. it's amazing what people are capable of doing you know? I, I, it is and i think what's even more amazing is that while we like to think we could do it it's about doing it a month two months three months six right. months a yeah. year later oh yeah totally a, a, like one day, day no problem yeah, one day yeah. yeah one day i could put a smile yeah. on my face probably two <laughs> or three but <laughs> come uh, day good, 20 day point. 60 then now it's like then you see yeah. your uh, your true testament, which, uh, you know, testament is like a, a, a person's will. So mm-hmm. you, you see like what you're really, you know, made of at that point. I, I think that directly correlates to like fitness. You know, you think you, you have people who, who go hard for the first, what is it? It's uh, it's February, right? Mm-hmm. They go hard for the first month and they're like, All right, I'm done. I can't do this anymore. This is too <laughs> much. And you, know, you see people who are really stick it out and get, you know, fitter or whatever their goal may be and they just stick it out and they are able to do it day in day out and it's just a part of their lives i think uh i think to that point um you know talking about the fitness and Mm -hmm. and um uh somebody that has really inspired me and somebody that i love you know reading her books and um is uh brene brown oh yeah my wife loves her ah she is she had that she had that thing on uh was it netflix that that or or she had YouTube TED Talk something yep, that was, the was TED really, Talk. really good. She yeah. does podcasts with Tempest. She is mm-hmm. she's incredible. Yeah. Her her research, her perspective, but she also, whenever she talks or I read, I never feel like she's trying to impress me with like how hard she's worked or how much yeah. research she's done. She has this way of being like, "Hey, <coughs> it's okay where you're at. It's okay to be vulnerable. Just know I'm here with you." And I'm like, "Wow, this is somebody that's like." And everybody has their own way. Like David Goggins is like, "Look in the mirror right now and tell yourself you're a pussy." Right, and, right, right. You know, and that, that's great. It mm-hmm. works for him, and it, it definitely worked for me at a certain point. But now, where I'm at now, and that, that's like the beauty of like growing is that my favorite. I know I'm bouncing around here, old, but my oh, favorite yeah. book of all time is The Alchemist. Yeah, I've read it's it a great a, book. I read it great a few book. times, and I'll read it again mm-hmm. soon. And Every time I read it, a different part sure. in the book hits me from where I'm at at that point in my life. Yeah. So um, to get back to Brene Brown. <laughs> <laughs> Hold on. All right. Good. Good. Um, I just uh, picked up a book and uh, hopefully I'll read it in like a day or two. Uh, a Gift of Imperfection. Mm. And basically, uh, I can't really speak about it much, but I guess a overall summer I've, synopsis of Have you read it? No, but, but the title makes you kind of understand what it might be about and then obviously opens up a different perspective to what that might mean mm-hmm. but yeah continue yeah and i i guess i think the subtitle is like um let go of who you think you should be and be mm-hmm. who you are and it, it's kind of like so to, to tie this into the fitness again i haven't read the book but i think some people care about what you know some people definitely care about what other people oh i i you know if you want to eat do something that's sustainable in the fitness world. Right. Like being doing this extreme thing is not sustainable. Like you know, like you've been doing. Just come if you can come every day for a half hour. That's right. that's sustainable. But mm-hmm. trying to gorge yourself eating every day and then work f- out four hours every day and then do yoga and try and be present. Unrealistic. It's not unrealistic. Yeah, yeah. It's easier to live a, a moderate lifestyle. If you want to have a Snickers bar, you want to have ice. Mm-hmm. Go ahead, just do it in moderation. Right. Don't try and do it every day. You know. But also, you know, put your best foot forward mm-hmm. to reduce that and also be active. But don't do something. Don't don't be a, a vegan or whatever because you think that that's, that's like the healthy thing to do. Being healthy is being healthy. Like you don't have to be right. vegan. You could still be healthy and not be vegan. Well, that's the thing. That's and thing you could be vegan and really, be unhealthy. That's the thing I really admire about you because you, you definitely try shit, you know. And, 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 and I'm the same way with the stuff. I like to try things. 
and then be like, you know, that that worked well, or that 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 lifestyle is not for me, or you know, or whatever. But I think you've tried a bunch of different uh, things that most people would be like, holy shit, that sounds impossible, or whatever. Like, but you know, you it's like you know, I'm I'm gonna give it a shot, so I at least have firsthand knowledge on what it feels like and what it's like, and is it beneficial for me to throw this in the mix every once in a while? Sure, I I, I think that like a, as Brene Brown says, a lot of times we will do things because we we're almost afraid of failing and we're afraid of being shamed. We're afraid of people, yeah. what people think of us. So we're not actually doing them because we want to do them. Mm-hmm. We're doing them to either impress somebody else or to be accepted. So if you, if you want to only eat meat and cheese all day, I'm sure there's plenty of people that are like healthy. Mm-hmm. They work out. They ha- they say, Hey, I have great energy. Give it a try, but don't, don't eat f- broccoli, rice and, and boiled chicken every day because right. you think that that's what's going to get you healthy. Cause you're going to be so miserable that in the end yeah. you're not going to be healthy. You're, I, you're, you're, it's just not sustainable. Do something sustainable. Yes. Agree. You know, I, I know Kristen has said this and I a big proponent of it. I know you said it. The perfect diet is the one that works for you. There is no like Mm-mm. do this, but like you said, try something, do this Mediterranean, yeah. whatever that means to you for two or three months, do vegan, do vegetarian eat only meat do a moderation do inter- try it all right and then see what works best for you and then even though it works best for you then if you go do it five years maybe five years from now your body's in a different place it doesn't work for you then but it's uh it's, it's funny because it it's simple it's not we, we we make it out like it has to be some super formula and, and unfortunately the industry and um the gurus you know have all these different things that this is the only way and, and they get people just following them like lemmings um, instead of just you know getting some advice a little bit of guidance and then just going down the path on your own because you don't really need you don't need anybody to show you the way because mm-hmm. the the way is different for everybody you know um, we talked about um, you know just being in in the moment as far as fitness and you know being moderate it's like I've listened to a lot of Alan Watts you listen to him Lately, no. no, you love him, so you need to listen to some of his okay. videos. But he's uh, a a philosopher, has very um very Eastern oriented. Um, he talks about you know the Tao of this, and the, you know the actual Tao is the way, right? That's that's pretty much what it means. Um, but one thing I I watched a video that more, it's, it's not watching a video, it's just listening to him talk because he does he used to do like a, he's not alive anymore. You do like speeches, but the Wu Wei I said earlier, right? Did you hear me say that? Yeah. Wu Wei is like don't force, like mm-hmm. don't force it. Like the thing is, we we try to like square peg into a round hole, like just pound it in there. Mm-hmm. It's like there's a way to kind of meander your way through life and and make it enjoyable, you know. But if you're speedboating down this river that has a meander to it, you're gonna hit the freaking shore and stop it's it's, it's mm-hmm. you know and it's just interesting to, it's, so basically just be more liquid just be yeah just, just flow as, bruce, as lee. bruce lee yeah, yeah. just go be like water mm-hmm. you know it's flow man yeah. let, let it ride and it's uh you know it's tough to do that sometimes when you want to just put your head down and go where do you think that that falls on us though because there's there's a lot of incredible people people here that have great experiences and, mm-hmm. and maybe should we do you think that we're afraid to ask other people for help sometime or open up to people? Like yeah, there are people so. here with great experiences. Like, you know, obviously we all know we all have our own unique experience, but sometimes I feel like people 
almost they see somebody they charge a hundred dollars an hour for fitness they're like oh my god this person must be good at, at being a dietitian yeah. or a nutritionist because yeah. they they charge 250 an hour mm -hmm. and they guarantee 30 pounds but again like if they're guaranteeing you to have 30 pounds off and you're eating plain oatmeal and mm -hmm. boiled chicken three times a day yeah. it, I, I i guarantee you i can get you there too that that doesn't mean that that's sustainable that's you're gonna thing. be happy that's the thing it's um it's sales at that point. I mean, you have to buy into what you're doing no matter what, right? So if you come in here brand new and you're like, I want to lose weight, I want to get in shape. And I'm like, well, we, we got, we, you know, I think we can help you out. And you're like, you're not really sold on what you're doing. They're not really sold on what you're doing. Therefore, you can't command what, what it's worth. Um, I think everybody needs a different, uh, a different approach. Um, dietary stuff, I think whenever I try to help people out with their nutrition, it's like, what are you eating now? I got to see where you're starting from. Mm -hmm. And it's let's just move a couple of these things this way and that way and do this for a while and see how it works. How many people like come into here and will will you ask like, oh, what are your goals? Like, I just want to have fun. I just want to be a part of a great very community. few. So very not, few. So a lot of people don't say like, I just want to be a part of a great community. But I, I feel like it morphs into that. Definitely. Yeah. And that's what makes it more. That's what makes right. people come more. But when people are like, I have to do this. Yeah. I have to do that. And and in the unfortunate event. They, they miss three or four days. Right. They're, they're just, I'm out. And this is a, this yeah. is a program, you know, it, it's a great program, but unfortunately mm -hmm. if you, you know, if you can't make it one yeah. day and you're unable to make it to open gym, mm -hmm. then if, it might not be fun anymore for some people. Yeah. I think, I think the mindset and again, how we how you look at things when you're coming in here, like, you know, are you here to train today? Are you here to practice today? Are you here to compete today? Like having a different mindset um, in what you're doing. And it could just be, I want to go have a good time and bullshit with my friends. That's fine. Because we have a lot of people who do that, and uh, and I frankly would rather have people do that, because they get fit by accident. Mm -hmm. They're like, like like uh, the, my favorite one is Katinka, just because her reactions to shit is like, oh my god, her eyes like bug out of her head, which we'll have her on here too, because she's got a very unique perspective. But uh, she's not striving for anything. She just wants to keep in shape, and then all of a sudden, boom, I'm doing a pull up. Or boom, I'm doing a rope climb, and she's like, her brain, mind exploded. Like it's it's stuff like that. It's uh, I think everybody's different too, man. It's, there's not a right way for everybody, you know. I don't know. It's uh, it's definitely. Uh, I was just curious how many yeah. people actually come here and like, oh, I definitely want to get stronger. I definitely want to lose thirty pounds. Initially, compared to how uh, many uh, people are like, I just want to be a part of a fun community. I think initially, a hundred percent come in for that reason. They they come in for lose weight, get in shape, whatever that particular goal is, and then that percentage drops off to i just want to keep working out because it's a good time and the people are great yeah you know so be cool if, to be able to advertise and be a little more like hey come in and have a good time working out i don't know if people it doesn't really get people off the couch though mm -hmm. maybe it does unless their lives are boring but there's so many things you phones and tvs and like distractions yeah there's plenty of things <laughs> to be like I don't want to get off the couch. This fucking TV is amazing. You know, like, why would I go have fun with people? I don't know. It doesn't make sense. So I think goals are important. Uh, you have to have something you're striving for, but that takes us out of the present, right? We talked mm -hmm. to, you're talking about how important it is to be in the, in the, in the moment. Um, and it's so hard for us all to do. And, but it feels so good when you do it. Mm -hmm. So I, we were in New York last weekend and I, I took a uh, longer walk in Central Park and was just, was just taking pictures and shit and just trying to absorb like, you know, buildings and that kind of stuff and felt really good. And I kind of mm -hmm. lost track of time. And I, I can't tell you the last time I've done that. Yeah. And it was just by myself walking around, looking at animals and ducks and hawks and whatever the fuck else was out there and just lost track of time. 
you know, and it, that does not happen to me. And so, like, of course, it's funny you say that being present is like it's it's been more on my mind to be in the moment. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Which is which is cool about doing a podcast with people because you can really talk to somebody and connect and. I have to be there. I, all the distractions that were around now are gone, luckily. So there's no little music in the background. There's no heat going on. There's nobody coming in. So it's it's easier to be, you know, right here, right now. So that, that's a it's an important thing for humans, I think. And and that was one of the biggest things that I was fortunate to take away amongst many uh, mm-hmm. from my time in the military. Um, being able to, uh, you know, go to Fort Benning in Georgia, then Airborne School, then up to Fort Bragg in uh, North Carolina. That's and where train. North Carolina. I was. Yeah. Right. Okay, good. <laughs> and, and train. I was. I was gone for um, total time, uh, a little over a year and a half. And um, what seems so crazy is that my whole time gone, I was so present in the moment, enjoying, oh. enjoying what I was doing. Gotcha. Didn't have a, a care in the world other than just focusing on our task at hand for the day, every day. Mm-hmm. And, and for a large part, it was training, PT. And so it wasn't out. like you were missing home. It wasn't like you were focused on, when am I going to get done with this shit? Sure. It was a, just a, and so to not to play semantics, to a, mm-hmm. you, you're always going to miss people you oh, love sure. and care I, for. I, yeah, yeah. yeah, but I, I didn't. Right. Obviously, I took a, a step away from my career for a little bit. Mm-hmm. I wasn't worried about coming back to right. work. I wasn't worried about making more money. I wasn't worried about anything. I was just like, you know, wow, this is, this is incredible. It's very stoic. And I think one of the most beautiful things was, is that, um, you know, every day we would, you know, your, your PT before the sunrise, typical military, Mm -hmm. you know, up before the enemy, that whole mentality. And uh, much like Victor Frankl, you're doing some of these runs and, you know, 45 minutes, an hour into your run or ruck or whatever, you know, sun starts to rise yeah. and it's like, wow, like no amount of caffeine or music or anything. It's like, wow, you know, we're all doing this together. Sun's yeah. rising. We're, we're doing this for something else. There are people no longer here with us because they did it for us. And unfortunately lost it. It's, it was extremely unique. It's that, that, that group energy. And then just knowing what led to that. Mm-hmm. Like you've seen all, all, all the people before that, which is, that's pretty powerful, man. It's cool. That's, that's a great perspective, I think. Did, did you, you think a lot of the guys you were with got that same perspective? Absolutely. Definitely, okay. definitely North Carolina as well. Definitely. Cool. Absolutely North Carolina. Every, I'd have to say almost every day, almost 100%, we lived for coming together, you know, definitely Monday through Friday at the end of hard training sessions and, and watching the sunset, you know, mm-hmm. just, you know, being around the fire, you know, maybe somebody, you know, playing some sort of acoustic uh, guitar and whatnot and just that that interaction and, and we appreciated the sunset it wasn't like let me be on my phone let me let me we're always in a rush to like especially here in new jersey mm-hmm. we're in a rush to get absolutely nowhere we're I in a know. rush to get a rush to a red light right? let me let me rush to get home mm-hmm. to sit on my couch and be on my phone let me rush to get home to to not be present in the moment with mm-hmm. my family let me rush and i'm i'm guilty of that so i'm saying this helped me it's what i needed mm. um amongst other reasons why you know i did it but it just so happened and that was an indirect result i got from doing this was that wow i have neglected being present in the moment so much where it felt so incredible on a monday knowing that we still had four or five more days of hard training mm-hmm. to just be with the guys and girls around the fire watching the sunset just bsing and just you know just talking yeah so maybe that was what it wasn't necessarily being in the military and you, you needed that experience to further your life elsewhere. You know what I mean? Let's see, you had the itch to do that for a long time. 
and maybe that was what you needed to scratch that particular you know and i i totally agree i'm i'm actually do um say that often that um I'm not sure if me joining the military, my purpose was to actually, right. if I'm called upon, um, sure. I'll go do what everybody else does right. when they raise their right hand. I have not been yet, but mm-hmm. who knows if that's what my my purpose was. Right, right. Was that my purpose or was it to grow and have this perspective and, and you know now maybe go to all these schools and, and talk to these kids and yeah. and maybe you know try and help out here or do something like this overseas. and people again get a little more knowledge from you and, and just wow i didn't think of it that way like that's really what mm-hmm. the point of all this stuff is right to steve jobs once said he uh, i'm gonna botch it i apologize but you, you <laughs> know, it's along the lines that you can't connect the dots moving forward you can only connect them looking back so right a lot of times we might have these grandiose plans that this is what i'm going to do this is what's going to happen and um once there's a little bit of imperfection it's no longer what we want to do or we get discouraged. It's kind of like, um, it's kind of like relationships Mm -hmm. with people, you know, nobody's perfect. And if you recognize that, that's what makes us all perfect. Honestly, the imperfection, which is, is the name of the book? (laughs) Gift of imperfection. Yeah, there you go. So that makes tons of sense. You know, when we, when, you know, you're in a relationship with somebody, um, we are like, Oh my God, this person's perfect. And then the first time they do something that is not your vision, yeah. you're like, oh, how can I get out of this relationship? How can I? But that's the whole point of a relationship is assuming other people's imperfections, mm-hmm. assuming other people's vulnerabilities, assuming other people's scars. And that's, that's what makes it a beautiful thing. A perfect relationship is your ability to love, to forgive, to assume all these responsibilities. Yeah, I agree. And that's so it's, it's just like with any journey, fitness, you know, you're going to, you know, be sore, you know, don't get discouraged because, you know, if you've been, you know, inactive for five years, yeah. it's going to be brutal for we, several months. We all <laughs> want that linear yeah. path that just, all right, I'm going to lose one pound a week or whatever. And it's just, you try and tell people it's never going to be that way and celebrate the imperfection of it. You know, got my ass kicked today. I didn't work out very hard today. I didn't do shit today. Like that's all, mm-hmm. it's not, you know, a perfect plan for anything. So, so what's uh you give us some, um, Fitness for you throughout your life. How was that? How did it start? How did it change? Like, give us the cliff notes if you want, unless you want to go into that's important to you. But I want to make sure we're talking about things that are are important for you. I think fitness obviously is important for you. Um, I think this is a good time to take a break real quick so I can. Yeah, do your thing. Yeah. I'll pause the thing. (laughs) (laughs) And we're back. (laughs) We get rambling a little bit, but um, yeah, so. Just got a text message from somebody saying he lost like 15 pounds and they're really happy. And that consistency that, that you always talk about. Yeah, I mean, she's coming in all the time, eating, you know, well most of the time and uh, living her fucking life. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's, I think we get too, there's no, there's no finish line. You know, the finish line is death in, in my perspective right now. Obviously, I've changed over the years and morphed, but being mature like you know they would say like you gotta be more mature i feel like when you're when you're mature is when you're in the fucking box mm-hmm. you're constantly maturing you, sh- you should be changing your thought process your viewpoints your fitness or whatever the fuck it is right mm-hmm. i mean that's again my perspective i don't know if that's the right you, one but it's mine fuck no, I, I think that <laughs> finish line is a good one mm-hmm. i i i've 
I know you've heard me say this. My big one is top of the mountain. Yeah, I was I was gonna say that because that's definitely we, we've talked about that. Why don't you go into that a little bit? I think that's important. Uh, so uh, basically, um, a quote I have read and uh, it went along the lines of uh, Forbes magazine interviewed uh, a Fortune 500 CEO, and um, they asked him if you can go back and tell your younger self any one thing, what would it be? And uh, without hesitation, their answer was enjoy the journey because when you get to the top of the mountain there's absolutely nothing there so there is there there's there is no end yeah Yeah, as or david goggins says there's no finish line just next day here next day i'm here next day here as you say the finish line so whatever works you enjoy because at some point you know like we said earlier oh i want to do this but it's going to take me for at some point you're going to be 34 so enjoy that struggle Mm -hmm. enjoy the time with your family and friends no have a plan to be somewhere because you hope hope to continue to live mm-hmm. and live a great life, but in, be present every day. Because at some point, when you get to your finish line, when you get to your top of the mountain, whatever it is for your perspective, mm-hmm. you're going to look back and say, "I wish I could do it all over again." Mm-hmm. And that, I I was at Fort Bragg for 13 months training, and I look back, I'm like, "Wow, incredible!" Mm. You know, not that I'm. By the way, I that that is here. Dan's that is Dan's uh, go-to word, incredible. <laughs> it's very, it's very. So when you when you think incredible, think of Dan here, definitely. <laughs> um, it's a good word. So uh, so yeah, so you know, have a goal, have this, but you know, be surrounded by great people, and and don't be afraid to to love, fail, hurt, whatever. Be present in the moment. Mm. You know, enjoy the journey, enjoy that climb. Enjoy the marathon. Don't worry about the finish line. Don't worry about the top. Don't worry about the, the end prize, the goal. Because once you're there, you're inevitably, as humans, we won't be satisfied, most likely, no, in some perspective, and we're just going to move on to the next one. Well, that, well, I think when you said something to me about that quote years ago, um, before you were going into the military, I think you were talking to me about it, and you told me about that quote. My, uh, what I instantly thought about was, if you're on top of a mountain, you just get to see all the other mountains that there's tops of. Mm-hmm. You know, like you can't see tops of mountains from other vantage points below that. And then you get to the top of the mountain, you're like, fuck, there's a whole shitload of mountains mm-hmm. that I can, I can conquer. And, and you just, oh, it broadens your, your perspective to climb more, keep climbing, right? Mm-hmm. So that was what I thought of when you said that to me. That was the first thing, the visual that came to my mind. And that, that's why I love, you know, maybe going out to a bar and, and grabbing a drink and talking to people and not just being on my phone the whole time because yeah. that's a unique perspective that I never even thought of. The way I thought of it is, wow, you know, I'm, I'm never going to be present. I'm always going to be searching for something when, again, me leaving for the military, found mm-hmm. out that everything I was searching for, kind of like the alchemist, everything I ever wanted was it, yeah. in life was here the whole time. Mm-hmm. So... You know that here in your perspective on that is great because I didn't think of it like that. Saying right. like, all right, so this is this mountain. Now, well, there may be one higher, but you know what? There's also these other ones right. that I could do and still. There's a be lot with more. Yeah, there's tons there's more lot, challenging yeah. things that are out there. You think about any of those extreme sport athletes or whatever. There, there's these impossible. So, so like the two-hour marathon recently was broken, right? Mm-hmm. They thought that'd be an impossible uh, thing to achieve. Guy did it. There's somebody else who's going to beat that. Mm-hmm. And you just kind of, you know, the, the four-minute mile, all, all these different milestones in um, human achievement um, is the mountaintop for that p- particular time and place. But there's other mountaintops that are similar to that and some that aren't. But I think there's uh, mountains move. <laughs> <laughs> they don't move fast, but they move. Tectonic plates, man. It's science. <laughs> it's 
true. It's true. All right, so back to the fitness stuff. You, how'd you get into fitness? What was it, what was uh, your indoctrination to? Uh, so basically, it was kind of like you know, growing up, you're gonna do something. Mm-hmm. So you know, I guess I don't know. Tons of people start here, but I started with soccer, and then okay. you know, karate, and then baseball, and it's just like you're gonna do as much as you can, be active, meet as many. You know, so you're gonna socialize, you're mm-hmm. gonna get out there, and do stuff. And that was my parents just being great parents. Sure. And, and um, active kids are the ones who do better. Sure. That's science too. <laughs> uh, but uh, then eventually, like along the lines, along the way, somewhere. Um, I actually uh, did have like a a bit of a, I guess like a image problem where like it it, it wasn't like enough. So like working out wasn't enough, and I I, okay. s- I had to like work out more to obtain what I felt was the, the, the perfect imi- image for mm-hmm. myself. And um, you know that that actually led to like I would I would do. You know, now we call them water fasts. Now mm-hmm. we call it intermittent fasting. Back in the day, I basically told people, oh, I need to lose weight. I'm just going to starve myself. And this was in high school because I was doing what I felt I needed to do to have, like, this perfect body, this mm-hmm. perfect image. Mm-hmm. So it's almost like working out became detrimental to me because I wasn't taking care of myself right. as I should have. Um, but but you were learning. Learning. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> for sure. But um, The best way to learn is by doing. So you were learning for sure. Uh but um, yeah, and but now I could say through all that, now it, it, it's more about it, it. Really, is like a second family to come here, and you know that, that's definitely one of the things I take away is like a, a home away from home, somewhere I can come here and and hang out and not feel uh, the least bit ashamed because there are a lot of incredible people here. Um, uh, not feel the least bit ashamed to come here for an hour class and then if I hang out for a half hour hour after they're, they're good people I shouldn't feel oh, I, I need to get home I'm, right. I'm a loser if I hang out at the gym like no these are great people here yeah, and, and what, that's am, I, what, what want, am I supposed so. to do with my, my, my time go home by myself and so yeah. I'm like yeah, they're, they're I, I always wondered that some people you know like um, they do cut out quick and like running and get home I, and you're like maybe you got something to do but yeah. you know bullshit for a little while that's always fun yeah and, and, and so like I said in, in that you know, whatever that self-image I had of myself came like a great family, a, a second way of life, uh, and and so now, like I, I come here now and I just mm. I just enjoy it. Yeah. Amongst other things that we spoke about earlier, doing like the the compound effect, mm-hmm. you know, it's it's much easier to do a little bit every day. Uh, I think you and Kristen have said this, like when you you know try and do something every day getting the big workout becomes less important doing mm-hmm. that one or two or three hour workout becomes less important because hey i'll just do a little half hour workout do a 20 minute workout do a 40 minute workout tomorrow and if i eliminate you know one bowl of cereal one bowl of ice cream one snickers bar if i don't go back for a second helping and i park my car as far as possible mm-hmm. that that can amount out to like five six seven hundred calories a day a pound is three thousand calories so you're talking in the difference of it's easier to be sustainable mm-hmm. than um, than be extremist. What other um, what other benefits do you get from the frequency of what you, as far as you're working out and training and doing stuff? Um, I I mean I I've, uh, since I've um, you definitely have like a, a trajectory essentially, so I could see myself progressing, mm-hmm. getting better, um, especially because yeah you, know, you provide a great program uh, and by coming you're able to come on days when you do have to squat do your overhead press when you do wads that are great accessory work for that so um outside of outside of actually progressing physically 
for me personally, mm. it is a good challenge mentally to get out and talk to people. It, it's a stress reliever. Um, okay. Mark recommended a book to me, Atomic Habits, and um, oh yeah, I got that one. Yeah, I, I haven't read it yet, uh, mm -hmm. but he, Mark, was explaining. I, I think it. I recommended that to him. So he was explaining it to me, and I guess um, you know sometimes um, we have our um, our thing, our addiction, and whatnot. And after a long day at work, um, as Mark was explaining to me, we come home. I can't wait to have this, whether it's a beer or whether it's a bowl of ice cream, whatever. Mm -hmm. But if you redirect your thinking and you say this, I can't wait to come home and see my dog. I can't mm -hmm. wait to come home and see my family. I can't wait to come home and go to the gym. If you change your way of, of thinking, mm -hmm. actually change a lot more than just you know your physical aspect so so coming here consistently helps me physically but it also helps me mentally because gotcha. you know going working a 12-hour shift the last know, thing you want to do is go to the gym I, many days it is yeah. many days i just want to go home sit on the couch with stella and just chill with her but mm -hmm. i'm just like you know what let me go and i can almost say 100 percent of time i can't think of the last time i came to the gym i was like fuck i feel worse right after coming here after work i don't think there's very many people who have that i mean i've had sessions where i'm like not happy after the workout but i'm still happy i got done I'm still happy you did something you know what i mean <laughs> so it's like god that sucked and i wasn't visible doing it my attitude sucked during it but i'm still happy i did it i don't, I don't think there's ever a regret of actually doing something mm -hmm. that's interesting I, I don't think about it like that either it's, it's just like i'm just happy i did something yeah you know yeah, yeah. I, I don't think we give that enough weight mm-hmm it's like we, we aren't giving ourselves enough uh, enough credit. I wrote a little something about that um, yesterday, I think. Um, just about being, like I said, you, you said it before that, again, back to Bruce Lee, um, be happy but not content, essentially, right? Like, mm -hmm. Or his quote is not exactly that, but it's the same thing. It's like be happy with where you're at because you deserve to be there, but just not content with where you're at. You mm -hmm. want to keep moving forward but keep doing something. Just recognize that if you – if you do want to achieve more, you are capable of it. Mm -hmm. But if you love where you're at, that's great. Embrace that as well. Right. You know, your life is your life. You don't have to do this because this person doesn't you have to do that because that person does it. You know, do it because you genuinely want to do it. So. That's the thing with social media. You get the um, you get the highlight reel from everybody, which is uh, it's nice. But it can it can if you let it, it can make you feel a certain way. Right. Absolutely. And then, like, so when you were, had your image issues, you probably were looking at, like, bodybuilder magazines and, mm -hmm. like, men's health and shit like that. And you're like, that's what the ideal, that's the mountaintop for me yep. at that point at, at that point in time. And it leads you to make bad decisions. And all been there, 100%. Yeah. I mean, know? even I, um, you know, have a social media. And even I took a break for several months because mm -hmm. I was like, I just need to take a step back yeah, and, and work, on, work on myself, mm -hmm. you know. Uh, and... and because again, like it, you, I allowed myself to get in that position where I would just finger fuck my phone, and yeah. as opposed to as opposed, like as opposed to reading more, as opposed yeah. to listening to podcasts. It, it was so easy for me to to pick up my phone and just yeah, as opposed to like pick up a book and turn the pages. So I, I had to take several months away. And, it's so and easy to waste t just countless amount of time doing that, you know. And you look back like shit. That was an hour. <laughs> God, what am I doing? I'm um, exhausted, but let me lay in bed. Oh, I'll oh, have this energy with the screen. That's what's <laughs> nuts too. But you can sit there and scroll through Facebook and Instagram on in your bed while you just. I just. So I, I last night I passed out. We started watching that movie. Um. Um. Ford vs Ferrari. I rented that on like an oh, Amazon. Wow. Okay. Yeah. I got through about ten minutes out like a light in the chair. So I didn't get. I didn't get my phone. 
I've, I, but if I would have grabbed my phone and started swiping it, I would have been r- r- like wide awake. Vitalized. You, you know? Like, Hell yeah. But it's like, it's uh, such a, I don't know. It's, it's, it isn't a good look. Don't do that. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, fit, so fitness-wise, in high school, you, you started, started lifting weights, exercising, like doing, or not, is that with sports? Not, not really. I, I was basketball and track, so okay. I didn't start. So you were always active. Yeah, active, but more on, I guess, like the uh, plyometric cardio. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. At, I didn't start lifting until uh, I basically left uh, high school. All right, so let me get this straight. You walked on to Maryland. You played high school football? I I was on the team senior year, mm-hmm. and um, unfortunately, I did quit okay. uh, like a couple games in. And um, and then how do you walk out and play football in Maryland if you played uh, half a season in high school football? Explain <laughs> explain that to me because I played football <laughs> for a long time. It's uh, hard to – I was just uh, like gifted, a, yeah, decent, decent athlete. Okay. I had um, taken some time off high school, so I didn't go to University of Maryland directly from high school. Okay, so I, I basically had started lifting. Um, so and you, did you bulk up after? That's high? when I started put, lifting weights and whatnot, okay. and I did. Uh, um, I definitely got stronger in that that point, and I had the athleticism from track and field. Okay, and, that makes sense. And basketball and whatnot, so that was there. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I guess it was just right place, right time. I, I, I walked on with, I think mm-hmm. it was like nine other. Why kids. Maryland? Um, so basically I applied to a few schools, and um, I just, uh, it, was, it was close enough to like, I guess, kind of like be still in close proximity home as sure. compared to like, but West, not like West Virginia University and whatnot. And not like too close, not like Rutgers. Where yeah, it's like and just I'm, too I'm, easy. <laughs> yeah. uh, but still far enough where I felt like I was away. Okay. And um, I had uh, inquired prior to going there, like, hey, you know, is there any opportunity to do this or that? And, and they actually said, yeah, we have like walk-on tryouts. And so I was like, all right, I'll, I'll give this a try. I just kind of wanted to do something different. How was that? What was that like? It actually wasn't uh, anything uh, – out of the ordinary. Yeah, it was, you know, your 40 time shuttle work, uh, bench press, vertical leap. So it's kind of like a combine for you guys. Yeah. They'd basically. have you guys go live, like in, like. I, I don't believe we did. Maybe huh. some minor stuff, but I know no. when we did go out on the field, it was raining. So we weren't out there long. Okay. Uh, not because they didn't want us out there, probably because they didn't want they us. They don't want <laughs> <laughs> Okay, that's cool. So in college, you played for a little bit there on the practice squad, you said. And then, uh, so fitness was more based upon workouts that are that, that a football player might might do yeah at power that, clean at, at that point in time um power lifting yeah movements. yeah sure not um you know we did do a lot of power cleans and snatches they were I, they're amazing power uh, cleans and snatches, yeah. Weren't they? <laughs> yeah we uh, listen yeah. there's 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 no hate on the on the college training coach they have to train a lot of athletes so it's it's easy it's 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 easy to let bad form go to waste I well, and I, I i think not that um much to that point and I think there are a lot of different philosophies um in training uh football mm-hmm. athletes and obviously Louis Simmons has Louis uh, not it's not what he says verbatim he's not against some of the Olympic movements mm-hmm. his mentality is just risk reward or what you're going to get out of it and how right. it translates over to your sport so if that's what you want to do that's great mm-hmm. but you know he feels like more yeah, like the snatch being good in, in a full snatch is not going to be necessary for playing football cleans sure. are a really good way of mimic, possibly not, mimic a, a tackling and whatnot some of those yeah but not not jumping too i think i think not leaving i, I try to explain to people like uh not leaving the ground with lots of weight is better for your joints there's no impact right there's no real impact in a clean if you do it right um that is 
But yeah, I, I would agree with that. I think Louis Simmons is smart, but he's a he's a he sucks you in, man. He's like a vortex. <laughs> we we did a seminar, um, and he is just so easy to listen to. Yeah, he just uh, it's amazing talking and not talking to him, him talking to you, but just just a wealth of knowledge for sure. It's it's incredible. Like like you said, you can yeah. kind of like you know listening to him is it's like poetic because mm-hmm. of how smart he is his experience the amount of people he's trained he's his, got a story yeah. for every situation exactly his his smarts and uh, where he comes from is just all trial and error i mean it's just in the in the trenches you know he's got like you said a story for everything it's it's cool to listen to people like that because they've been there done that mm-hmm. not uh who is somebody saying something about this doctor is a psychologist at a local hospital here and was saying something about their kid not sleeping well and they're like a young psychologist and oh yeah just just like bring to me and i'll and, and i'll prescribe him some kind of medication and he was all like proud of the of the book knowledge he had read but mm-hmm. not really applied it to the real world and it's like <laughs> okay uh, so why do you train uh at this point i definitely trained uh because i just enjoy it and okay. um because i enjoy it because i you know love coming here and another gym um I, uh, through that, I am getting better in more ways than one. Not only, obviously, the physical, mm-hmm. but it is a de-stressor, whether it's just work or life or, you know, whatever. And, um, but then also, like I said, that social interaction sure. impact is, in, is important. It's nice to get away, you know, kind of, you know, everybody puts their phones in the cubbies and you kind of, like, talk. And you're always like, hey, how was your day today? Or who can yeah. s- tell a story about this? Or, you know, whatever. Somebody say something unique today somebody say something that impacted you and you hear people and then now you hear these things or you see yeah like that a lot recent too. obviously recently we've had a lot of um maybe not a lot but it seems like several a lot. women yeah, uh, I, know. That are <laughs> I knew you were going with <laughs> and i'm just like i'm working out and i'm like I, I think to myself like danny just you know smile right now yeah. because you know you're not holding you know this extra weight like she is and Mm -hmm. she's busting her ass and you know whether it's you know they're doing their own workout but they're doing their own workout at 100 percent. there's no workout that's better or worse it's Mm -hmm. just where you're at Mm -hmm. and in many ways a lot of times i look at some of the modifications that you're able to give some of the people that come here that are pregnant and i'm just like thank god i'm doing this workout or not yeah. that modification because yeah. i would much rather be doing this than a, a minute wall sit right now which yeah, is, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> i'd much rather be doing this than <laughs> 1000 meters on the roller right now because yeah. that that just seems like it sucks so <laughs> so i look at i look at that and um i it that's that's an awesome thing it, it puts more in perspective for you uh for me at least uh, yeah, seeing yeah, that I'm, and seeing their consistency it's like they're here like five six days a week and they're still working mm-hmm. and you know if, if they have thankfully give them you know birth they're here like a week or two after i'm just like wow it's like <laughs> no. they're not supposed to be here that <laughs> soon but they, they tend to be uh they tend to come back when they're quick no we we don't recommend that well, um don't, maybe a month or two but yeah it's just six weeks well it's, <laughs> it's it's all doctor recommendation but yeah i mean it's uh that shit's cool to me too i definitely appreciate that because it's like the old person who can barely move, still working out and getting after it. It's like they're more impressive to me than a guy like you who's really fit, doing everything the way it should be done. Because they're just doing what they can do, and they're busting their ass too. And it's just like, and I know you look at them like, "Fuck, I gotta get my shit together. Yeah. Like, I gotta move, I gotta move better. This is terrible." Like I'm, I'm sitting there making a stink face, <laughs> and uh, this lady's got a 
seven month old freaking kid inside of her. Yeah, I, um, at one point I was wearing um, the pink Converse here mm-hmm. uh, fairly regularly. Oh yeah, what happened to those? And, uh, they haven't I been around have, a while. I still have them. All right, good. Back. Make sure you get them. Uh, but um, it, it, when I would use them, I did Murph in them once, and um, the shoes are a little small for my feet. But as a, um, <laughs> and Murph has a lot of running. It's not fun <laughs> to run in Converse either, so that's impressive. <laughs> but um, you know they're pink for a reason. You know, to for more reasons than one. These I have are actually decently unique because um, pink to raise awareness for the breast cancer. So mm-hmm. I'd wear them and I would look at them. I'd be like, whatever I'm going through right now in this workout mm-hmm. is absolutely nothing compared to somebody else. So like, you know, whether I'm dripping sweat and like trying to take a breather, looking down at my feet, I'm like, I right, perspective, just smile real quick, keep That's moving. Uh, but at the same time, there's a red line on the bottom of the sneakers. And uh, they're a limited edition. I didn't know this when I bought them. Uh, they're a limited edition from Converse. And uh, it was a lot of money, but you ruined them. <laughs> <laughs> they're priceless to me. But um, they, they Converse, made, Converse is based out of Massachusetts. Mm-hmm. And um, they made these unique ones. I forget how many they made, but uh, it's it's for the uh, Boston Marathon. Oh. And the red line is you know kind of like <laughs> another symbol to me, like finish. Mm. And you know you look at that story and how many people that did survive but possibly had some form of amputation came mm-hmm, back a mm-hmm. year later and crossed the finish line and so i have these pink converses with a red line on the bottom that's cool that's really I'm interesting just like i'm just like wow like this is kind of this kind of like sucks right now but i chose to be here mm-hmm. working out as a privilege mm-hmm. and just finish some good it's symbolism some nice symbolism to find things that kind of kind of get your mind back to where you want it to be mm-hmm. um obviously you you don't want to be in that in that uh, little bitch mode that we all have, yeah. you know, where it's just like, oh, I can't do this. This hurts. And in, in that little voice in your head, just like trying to get you to stop doing what you're doing. It's nice to have something like mm-hmm. those shoes that you look down at, like, oh, yeah, that's right. Mm-hmm. You know, or I, intera- I like that stuff. Or, or interact with people. Or interacting with people. And, mm-hmm. and somebody just said, uh, you know, and, and somebody tells you they come here and they, they kind of like, I had a really rough morning. You're like, mm-hmm. all right, I had a good morning compared to them. Mm-hmm. This is where I'm at today. This is where they're at today. And that, that's what the, that aspect is. Perspective, is, man. Yeah. Perspective is super important. I, uh, it's so easy to get caught in your own your own perspective, you know. But it, when you when when you step you step back and look at the, it's easy to fall to the victim a lot of times. Mm-hmm. Like, oh my! But just realize that it's okay to have a down moment, but oh, yeah. don't fall victim too long because, there, like you said, perspective. There's easily numerous other people, not only in your position, but legitimately possibly significantly worse oh, yeah. in their own way 100%. you know whatever you know is significant to is significant but there are other real deal mm-hmm. situations as mm-hmm. well so i think that's uh it's it's good it's good to acknowledge what is ailing you mm-hmm. but not lament it with it on it you know i think that's what it's easy to start going down that rabbit hole and just like this sucks that sucks this sucks and said just be like that really sucked on to the next thing you know, like let's move on and get forget about that because you can't get it back anyways. Who gives a shit? Mm-hmm. You know, I like it. Um, a couple other little simple questions for you. I want to keep you all day here. I'm sure we could we could talk about this stuff all day. Um, how has fitness improved your life? Uh, like I said, now I want a specific scenario, something that, that you could think of. I mean, it doesn't have to be anything special. Just something that that pops in your head. Like, what has fitness done for you as far as that goes? Uh, a second home, like a way of life. Okay. Definitely, it's it's extremely important to me. I truly do love it. And then when you say like 
another home, another outlet. Obviously, we've spoken about these things over the past half hour, hour, mm -hmm. what that meant to me. But um, uh, specifically, it would just be like a, a, another family. And, and again, to me, that's at least definitely where I'm at now. I wasn't here 10 years ago, but mm -hmm, where I'm mm -hmm. at now, that's what's most important are the, the people. Nobody is, in my opinion, nobody's, um, and I'm not the first to say this, I believe the first person I heard say it was Les Brown, so I want to give him credit for it. But, um, you know, very few people in life are self-made. So I'm where mm -hmm. I'm at today by interacting with people like Esme, mm -hmm. like, that's, that's the call for some of you yes, yes. Know our coaches. <laughs> <laughs> like mark yeah. like you and, and and there's you know so many interactions and and, and now it, that's what it really is about is about that you know another another family so i i'm fortunate to have incredible friends cool but they have their own lives i'm fortunate to have an incredible family but they work and they have their own lives mm -hmm. and now i have another family a lot of people unfortunately can't say that a lot of people don't have that outlet some people feel may feel trapped i'm fortunate to say like wow i have great friends i have great family i have this incredible community here um, i'm fortunate to to have a, a a career that i love and and i have some great co-workers so I'm, I'm surrounded by great people so fitness for me is just another community of incredible people mm. with like-minded goals that support me w through good times and the bad times and it's good to know that i can come here for that outlet and if i need to talk to somebody like hey you want to go grab a cup of coffee real quick i just need to talk hey yeah, you, yeah. you want to grab a, a, a beer or two real quick i just need to talk whatever and undoubtedly i could as long as they don't have something going on i could pr pretty much go like hey i need the vent real quick and they'll be like yep let's go yeah i think that's i think the moral of that story is surround yourself with good people but I think that you're 100 percent accurate. I think anybody here would be like, yeah, sure, no problem. Like whatever you need, mm -hmm. you know. People are very uh, um, helpful as far as that goes, and you know they're they care about others, which is uh, not a very um, it's not something you see very often nowadays. It feels like just now people gives no, no one gives a shit about anybody. It seems like, but mm -hmm. I, th I was thinking about before you were talking about um, you know being in the military and you missed was the camaraderie and being with people this is kind of like that too right Absolutely. you get the same how much do you think in uh hard workouts influence that deeper bond definitely yeah. definitely because uh, again it, it's you're all you're all going through the you're same all in workout the shit together and, right yeah, yeah you're all going through the same workout um and then um <laughs> one of the things about you is um when i first started at 732 i'd walk in there <laughs> I forget the exact quote you used or whatever, <laughs> but I walked in there. It was in the winter because I, I started in January. Mm -hmm. So it's been like, uh, I think it's, yeah, it's been over six years now, six mm -hmm. years and one month. And uh, wow, it was freezing in there. And you were just like, put your mittens on, we're lifting. <laughs> I was just like, what the fuck? <laughs> I was like, holy crap, there's no heater in here. <laughs> oh, <laughs> this is the type of gym I'm signing up to. And <laughs> that sounds so, about right. Get the oven mitts. Yeah. Let's go. <laughs> oh, my God. So, um, yeah, you know, and, and uh, but no, definitely the, the camaraderie doing uh, the workouts and, um, you know, whether it's a 35 minute AMRAP like today or, or three rounds for time that should only take, should mm -hmm. possibly only take under five or six minutes. You, mm -hmm. you know, it's just like, wow, we're all doing this. We're all having fun. We're all in our own position. And so being here now over six years uh, and obvi obviously going my own, the, the most direct path to any way is a straight line. We all know that, right, right. you know. But, um, I see you draw a straight line on a piece of paper. Yeah, 
Exactly. You know what I mean? It's like so almost impossible. I look, a couple of new people have signed up here, and I look at them, and I'm like, wow, six years ago, mm-hmm. that was me. Yeah. Rob struggled for years. Mark struggled. Mm-hmm. And even, you know, still, I something I'm not efficient at at all are ring muscle-ups. Right. But that's where I'm at in my journey. So I remember when I first got a double under, you know, like the first open I did, and even the second open, I couldn't do a double under. I, yeah. remember, I remember Max saying, like, you've been here over a year, you can't do double unders, you <laughs> suck. You shouldn't even be here anymore. I was like, wow. <laughs> <laughs> of course, he was joking, but... And his voice is way deeper way than deep. that. <laughs> no, but all, all jokes aside, it, it's, again, talking about perspective, it's like, wow, like, this was my journey. And yeah. I'm still learning. I'm still progressing. I mean, I'm even been struggling with deadlifting that yeah. you've been helping me with. And even my squad, I've been here six years and, you know, right. I'm still working on this, working on that, but it, it's awesome seeing some people come in here and I'm like, wow, it's awesome. You know, if they keep with it and if this, this is what they want, just like all of us that started at some point, like, you know, I just tell people like, you're going to get there. Yeah. I think that's, uh, that's accurate. I think your again, your time, on, I mean, obviously not just here because that that'd be a little way short-sighted. But just don't you know how long you've been actively doing something that is in the fitness purview? You know what I mean? It's a long time, and, that, and people need to understand that perspective because people come in there like, I haven't done shit ever. Mm-hmm. What the fuck makes you think you're gonna compete or you're gonna have the same kind of whatever that the person next to you has like just mm-hmm. go through your own shit I, they remind me of um you know you're talking about being not perfect in anything right there's mm-hmm. a vince lombardi quote is like we're going to chase perfection only to catch excellence mm-hmm. I, I, I really like that because you're never gonna have the perfect death the perfect squad the whatever it's always going to be a little bit off somewhere somehow and some days you'll it'll feel damn near perfect mm-hmm. yeah i'm obviously not gonna be able to pick apart something that crazy but you know it can always be a little bit better so i think that's uh striving for that excellence is um is a great way of continuing enjoying what you're doing Mm -hmm. you know good enough is not good enough (laughs) well that's all i think i have we we had a really good long convo here so i'll be putting this up on uh all the mediums that i can Mm -hmm. and uh hope people that don't know you here and get to know you a little better and people who may not be here and We'll know you before they come in. Appreciate it. I, if I can, I say one more thing. Of course. Uh, obviously, this is February. Mm-hmm. Tomorrow being, you know, Valentine's oh, Day. Oh shit, what, that's right. Whatever that means. To Will, some you be <laughs> <laughs> Will you be my Valentine's Day? Will you be my Valentine? Sorry, I think uh, Mark would be upset. Yeah. But, uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, but um, uh, uh, some of my meditations this uh, month have uh, been a lot about like self love and, mm. and spreading love and whatnot. And um, obviously, talking about Brene Brown. I'm excited to read this book that I just picked up. And um, I think that um, uh, if I, for me to share something that I've read and heard from my um, apps about meditation, again, these aren't my own thoughts, maybe my perspective, sure, but sure, yeah. stuff I heard is that, um, you know, you know, is to, I think the thing to take away from this to share with people is be comfortable living your own life. Don't be afraid to, to love and fail don't be afraid to like get hurt or or um i guess uh the way this uh one article i read put it like don't be afraid to get scarred you know mm. and um chicks do scars anyway <laughs> <laughs> cool. 
um, I, th- I think there's this mentality in life about like the the knight in shining armor, like look how great the knight in shining armor, but really it's it's the knight that's battle tested, the knight that has rusted armor, torn right. armor, that right. is really the person we should admire because that's the person that's living, that's the person that's failing, and scars are a good symbolism for. Oh, I think yeah, keep going. All I think about is that is that Teddy Roosevelt speech, man. Scars are incredible yeah. symbolism that. You did live. Mm-hmm. You did scar, and and in many ways, you're you're coming back stronger, and you're continuing to live. So, you know, totally just agree. just yeah, just you totally. know, spread love. You know, it's it, it's it's okay to be humble. It's okay to admit when you're wrong. It's okay to admit when you fucked up, and that that's almost what makes you more human and more of a, a better person. Yeah, you can't live in a bubble, right? Mm-hmm. You get sick whenever you step outside. It's like you know, you you gotta go through it. The man in the arena, you've heard that. Oh, yeah. It's like my favorite, you know, it's, it's true. I 100% agree, so. I would think that in, in my perspective. Or woman I, in you, sorry. What I got <laughs> from this was that um, I think people that view scars as, you know, ugly thing, view that want to judge you for your past are people that are afraid to live their own life the most. So, you know, we all have our own past. We have our own scars mm-hmm. that battle-tested night. Um, I, I think that people that view that as ugly are, are the ones that are, are, you know, possibly not living the life they want to live and, and are they're jealous prob- of And they're you. probably really ugly on the inside, too, <laughs> you know? <laughs> so you're saying, oh, a per- person's ugly on the outside, that means you're ugly on the inside. But yep. you know? <laughs> I'd rather be ugly on the outside than the inside. So. Yeah, so, <laughs> well, we're right there, so it works yeah. out perfect. <laughs> <laughs> so, oh, good perfect. stuff, man. Thank you, sir. Yeah, no problem. Appreciate bro. you. I appreciate everything you do, and I uh, appreciate your influence here with our community. Oh, we, uh, no, everybody loves you, so. Thanks again. Signing off here. Absolute Strength Gym Podcast.